This is a broadcast of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Working Woman Radio Show, where we have real conversations about the unique issues working women face. I am your host, Deanna Johnson Cawthon. Today, I am thrilled to have my colleague and close friend, Angela Paul, on the phone for this conversation. Now, normally we would have had a face-to-face interview, but with everything going on with the coronavirus, we decided to exercise caution and do the interview remotely. Now, Angela has actually been a guest on my show for a few other episodes, but I want to take a few minutes to introduce her again to any new people in my listening audience. Angela Paul is the Chief Operating Officer of Math Plus Educational Services. Mrs. Paul has tutored and taught math and science for over 30 years, and she was educated at MIT and Georgia Institute of Technology, otherwise known as Georgia Tech, where she obtained a master's degree in chemical engineering. She has taught at both the secondary and collegiate levels, and uh, as the founder and former director of the Northeast Independent Preparatory Academy, she has been instrumental in helping hundreds of homeschooled students get into college for almost 20 years. So welcome to the studio, Angela. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for having me, Deanna. It's a delight to be with you again. Terrific, terrific. Now, although uh, the Working Woman Radio Show's content normally focuses on issues women have that are directly related to work, as you know, these are not normal times. With the coronavirus, also known as COVID-19, infecting people all around the world, many of us are either quarantined or socially distancing ourselves to avoid its further spread. Business, as usual, has ceased, and millions of parents and children are home trying to figure out what to do for school. Now, although we understand that schools are doing their best to keep learning going for students. Most school systems were not set up to instruct children, students virtually, and they're still trying to figure some of this out. As a matter of fact, I just heard yesterday that some of the servers have crashed due to um, the amount of students that are logging onto the program. So here we are um, with parents and students home and in a panic and finding themselves scrambling to engage uh, and educate their kids. So with that being said, I thought that this would be a great time to bring you back into the studio or on the phone and have a conversation about homeschooling. So this is basically a special homeschooling session. Since you are a math and science teacher and since we've both been homeschooling moms for many years, I thought it would be a good time to talk with moms in our listening audience um, and give them some ideas for some educational things that they might um, want to do with their children um, while they're at home. So let's kick it off by asking you first, what kind of things are you hearing from parents? I know you talk to a lot of people face-to-face as well as you know online. Um, and so what are they telling you and, um, as you talk to them over the internet and in person? Well, one of the biggest areas that parents are concerned about is testing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Georgia Milestones testing was supposed to start um, in April. Right. And now, um, I know in that county, district assessments were supposed to be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, the SAT 
was supposed to take place on Saturday, and that was canceled. Well, there's AP testing. So a lot of parents are concerned about that. And the thing that I can tell them is that everybody's aware of those problems, and things are just going to be pushed back. Mm-hmm. That's just what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and there's really nothing that can be done about it because the, the standardized testing is a... Definitely not something that we can do with social distancing. No, that's right. That's right. So I think the students need to understand that um, they're not going to, you know, the kids are not going to be out of school for three Mm -hmm. or four weeks and then come right back to testing. There are going to be allowances made there. So people not be fearful about that that's that's right and everybody really is in the same boat it's not like somebody it's not like certain kids have an advantage over other kids i mean we're all in this they're all in the same boat right exactly Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but that's been some of the biggest fears the testing that have been canceled Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. wow. So now, as a math and science teacher and tutor, you primarily offer instruction to students who are in high school or who are in college. However, you were also a homeschooling mom for several years. You homeschooled your own four kids. What kinds of math activities can a parent who has a young grade school child or children do at home? And I'll ask you that for uh, math activities for middle schoolers as well as for high schoolers. What can they be doing to challenge their kids in that area? Well, there's a lot of things that we can do that are are natural things to help um, build math skills. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and, you know, one of the things um, the parents need to think about is more of the everyday math, right. okay? Right. Um, because so often the students don't get the connection between what they're learning in the classroom and the real world, and this is a great opportunity yes. to bring that, that gap there yes, so, yes, that yes. so the students can see that. Mm-hmm. So some of the things that they can do, for instance, um, if, you're, if, you, if you're doing some cooking, which a lot of us are going to do a little more of since oh, we yeah. can't, Restaurant. Right. It's a good time to introduce more things about measurement, mm-hmm. uh, fractions, um, mm-hmm. multiplication. Um, you know, with our with our system here, learning how many teaspoons make a tablespoon sure. and how many tablespoons make a cup, and all of this. Um, wow. Really practical things that that we can do mm-hmm. with this. Excellent. Um, you know, also just be sure your children know how to tell time on an analog clock. Wow. Um, time for how long have I spent you know working on this and and, and just some sure. real things about that to help kids understand sure. um, mm-hmm. that they that they can do you can do practical things that are going to really stick with them a lot longer excellent um, you know mm-hmm. uh, um you know, you want to keep those skills sharp with multiplication, sure. addition, subtraction, division, using flashcards, which you could make with them. That's right. Um, That's right. Them up. You know, you don't have to go. You, you don't have to run up to school box and get some. You That's can, true. You know, print them up at home or make them yourself. Mm-hmm. Using and there's some online stuff. places that you can go to to show you how to do some of those, make up some of the math games and types of things. Uh, I'm yeah. sure. Yes, and playing games is a really a good thing to do. Yes. You know, one of the things to remember, too, is to think a little bit outside the box. Yeah. Um, you know, um, for instance, like with multiplication, mm-hmm. um, you know, finding the area of an object is basically multiplication. True. And so one of the things that you can do is look at various tables in your house and measure the length and width. Sure. And how many feet is this? How many square inches is this? You yes. know? Um, 
do a lot of things like that hands-on organically in yes. the classroom. You can make a little floor plan at your house. And, wow. Um, wow. Like that way. It's good multiplication practice. Wow. And it helps the kids, again, understand how we can we apply some of the things that we do. Exactly. And I think that um, when, when some of our parents, um, I think parents might be surprised at how much they can do um, and how much... Um, uh, that you know how much more they actually can do, and not and not just leave those kinds of things to the the teacher. I think that it, I think I think a lot of people might be surprised about that. Um, and so I I think that this could open the possibilities for parents to really take ownership of their kids' education more. Just just going forward. I really agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, now you talked about things. Uh, some of those things. Um, a lot of those things you talked about just now. Uh, would be really good for grade school, but they could also apply to middle school. But you mentioned something about keeping skills up. I know one of the things you've talked about just as a tutor um, is sometimes the kids you're tutoring in the uh, in the upper grades, like in high school, um, sometimes it's not the it's not the um, calculus or the statistics necessarily that's getting them down. It's some it's the fact that they have forgotten some basic skills like the arithmetic so is that something that middle schoolers and maybe high schoolers even can be working on oh sure definitely you know they can always be working on sharpening those skills mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you know one of the things that's interesting for high schoolers at this time mm -hmm. uh, you know and, and, and younger children too mm -hmm. uh, we're looking at lots of charts and graphs as far as this this virus and how things oh, are wow. spreading yeah uh, yeah. And, and that's, it's all a lot of math going a on. A lot of math. Yeah, we were just talking about that before we got uh, started the recording about exponents. Yes, and so um, understanding the difference between linear growth and exponential growth wow. is something that we teach in in the classroom, but we can really see that now wow. and understand the, the, the problems with having a pandemic virus wow. is that you're not just having an increase of, you know, linear increase, but an exponential increase. Wow. And that's something that, you know, you can have your high school students graph, you know, yes. the number of cases that are happening in our country, in our state, worldwide, wow. and see that, and compare that compression to that, that, mm -hmm. that, uh, with, with other types of viruses yeah. and things that we've had. Um, that is excellent. Mm -hmm. and, and that's a really good area for them. Mm -hmm. um, another thing that's practical right now, mm -hmm. I mean, we're in tax time, yes, okay? Right. Let your high school students learn how to do your taxes by hand, oh. you know? There's something that will stick with them. Um, wow. There's a lot of math practice in that and also reading practice and understanding how to follow instructions sure. and, and information, which is all a big part of math. Wow. Um, you know, also, yeah. um, you yeah. know, letting the kids do some um, math when it comes to grocery shopping. Yeah, all of that. All of those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And, and really, high school students are really capable of doing a lot. Yes, and they this, are. Yeah, you know, developing a budget for the family. Okay, if yeah. if your income is reduced during this time, yeah. well, let's do a budget and let them figure out, you know, what things we need to cut back on and what things, you know, um, yeah. um, we can cut corners on and save it. And so, um, those yeah. are practical yes. things, but they're also going to devolve a lot of math. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are super, super organic 
and super, super practical things that apply to everyday living. And like you said, I don't think kids are getting that. They're not making the connection. And that's been bad, not only for them personally, but it really is bad for society. It's bad for the, uh, the American society, because if you don't understand math, um, these are the, the future leaders of tomorrow. I mean, they need to understand how this stuff works. They really do. They do. And, you know, um, one of the things that the students or students can do as well is learn how to evaluate different proposals that are being made. Um, you know, we've, we've heard a lot of talk about giving um, economic stimulus for oh, individuals and yeah. businesses and for the students to look at, okay, if, they, if they're going to give every adult $1,000, yeah. how much is that? You know, how much money is that? Yes. Um, doing the math for so that they can see those numbers. Wow. It'll be an eye-opening experience. Yeah, that's, um, that's amazing. Yeah, those are so, and it all relates to what's happening right now in our world. Right. That's amazing. Exactly. Amazing. So now, moving on, I know that when our children were small, we always read books to them. I mean, that was a regular activity. Um, and reading is something that every parent can do. I mean, you don't need to necessarily have special skills for that. Now, some of my children's favorite books were books like The Little House on the Prairie series by Laura Ingle Wilder. Uh, and another favorite was Anne of Green Gables by Lucy Maud Montgomery. Although a lot of the libraries uh, across the country are closed. I know they're closed here. Um, fortunately, many of the books um, that I taught, those few and others can be accessed online. Actually, I'm going to make some links available to some of those sites. Can you recommend some of your favorite books or maybe some of your children's favorite books uh, for some for the different grade levels that we just talked about previously? Well, I, I think it's a good time to, to um, um, really get into some series, as, as you mentioned there, which mm -hmm. is always a good thing. Um, you know, for the younger set, um, one of the series that um, well, I think they might find interesting are the boxcar okay. children. Yeah. Um, and seeing how those kids creatively um, use the things that are around them to have fun and also to, to live, basically. Mm -hmm. Right. And so um, it's a nice series. Uh, that series is by Gertrude mm -hmm. Warner. Okay. And, um, and um, there's some you know, cute books there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it would be interesting. Uh, one of my favorite authors for the upper grades is Pearl S. Buck. Oh, yes. And, uh, and she's she's most of her books are catered in the um, in Asia, uh -huh. so she's got some that are you know here in the United States. But looking at how different people solve problems um, mm -hmm. is always an interesting thing. You know, another book that that's been around for a long time that you know I've done a lot of reading with the Diary of Anne Frank and oh, yes. time to read that book yes. um, because you know this is a young woman who was definitely dealing with um, yeah some of the issues that we're dealing now. A little bit different situation, but the whole idea of being isolated sure. um, and having to stay under quarters sure. um, yeah. is something that, you know, she, mm -hmm. she is in a magnitude that we can't even fathom. Right. This is true. This uh, is true. But, you know, mm -hmm. one of the things that I think is a good thing to do um, during this time is for students to think about who some of their favorite authors are mm -hmm. and just read more about them. Yeah. And, a little deeper and to see other things that they've written right. um, 
and also for our kids to take some time to focus on their own writing. This is you true, know? very um, true. And um, yeah, yeah, I love that. And keep it keeping a journal. Um, yeah. You know, and you know, and in and, and in a journal, I love journals uh, because a journal there are no rules. There are only the rules you bring to it. You can write as little or as much as you want to. You can put, you know, favorite, you know, um, things in it. You can add stuff to your journal. I put, you know, favorite pictures. I've even put obits of different loved ones that have passed on, friends and family. And it's 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 yours. Nobody looks at it. Nobody's going to critique it. No, you know, I don't even have to worry about grammar. Uh, so a journal is a great thing for kids to do at this time too. You know, another thing that, that they can do is spend some time writing, yeah. writing to parents or um, other people that, that are, you know, not sure. necessarily nearby. Sure. Um, the skill that is really important but is um, something that we, we don't spend much time working on. Right. Um, you know, if, they, if your children don't have any grandparents to write to, um, you know, you could maybe perhaps call a nursing home and see if they can get the names of some people to send oh, some cards. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. I just was talking with a good friend, uh, Becky, about that today. Her mother is in a, uh, it's not a nursing home, but it's a senior facility, and she's on lockdown. So it would be a great time to get mail from, from younger people. Yeah, and it's, it's um, you know, one of the things that they can do is if they ask the older person, um, you know, if they ever went through any times where they had to be quarantined or anything, then what did they do? What suggestions did they have sure. for young people? And so, um, if this in getting that some of the living history is, is oh, really Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. They can even record it if they want to. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that's terrific. But, you know, with, with the use of technology, mm -hmm. uh, our young people can really do a lot of creative things with their writing. Right. Um, you know, especially like the younger kids with, you know, taking pictures and, and doing some writing sure. and making a, a Google book. Um, sure, that's great. They could send to someone else. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot that they can do. Yeah. Um, and of course, just also, um, you want to encourage them to, you know, yes, take pictures, but also to draw things. Sure. That, how they're feeling. Sure. Um, these are lots of things that they can do that will help. Excellent, excellent. Uh, Creativity as yeah, well. so such good ideas, so many good ideas. Now, um, let's talk a little bit about science. When Adriana, which is my youngest daughter, was in grade school, I remember having a book called Science in the Kitchen, and we used to do little experiments using just basic things from the kitchen, um, and she absolutely loved it. What are some fun, easy science-related things that parents can do with their kids while they're at home? Well, there's so much. Yes. <laughs> so much that you can't do, but um, yes. it's, it's a good idea to have um, a book uh -huh. that can help, help guide you in some of these areas. Right. Um, one of the things that, you know, this is the perfect time of year to do, again, some gardening. Yes. And just learn with some of the science of gardening mm -hmm. um, and, and lots of experiments that you can do with, with, with that. Um, also, you know, lot right now we're really concerned about cleanliness and killing viruses and, sure. and, and things, and so there's a lot of science behind that, so the kids can do experiments with that too to see what's the best thing to use to clean. Sure, you know? that's good, um, right? Um, and um, I know that um, was it 
interesting information about viruses that can help the kids understand what they are exactly right. and, and why it is important to, to clean the surfaces and lots of little cool experiments that they can do mm-hmm. with that which would help them to learn how to why it is important to, to be thorough with cleaning and washing sure 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 but, that's uh, good uh, I actually looked at something uh, somebody posted online um, yesterday about um, in the in this while we're anxious to make sure that we're keeping things clean, it's important not to mix chemicals that yeah. don't belong together, like like bleach and like ammonia, for instance, which creates some noxious kind of um, fume chemical. So, and it, it was a that was one, but there was some other things too. So, I think that's something that kids can um, they can learn about that too. And that's why I say that it's important to to use a book or an online course to guide you a little bit with that. Yeah. Because in your experimentation, you want to be sure that you don't do something that's going to be dangerous. Oh, goodness, you know? yes, it's, yes. Like, you don't want to mix bleach and, pro- and hydrogen peroxide, for instance, Yeah, that's either. right, that's right. I saw that, too. Mm-hmm. Or either bleach, either bleach and, and vinegar. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, um, it's, so it's a good idea to, to use something to guide you a little bit in that area right. because the things that we have in our household, if we mix them together, they can be dangerous. Okay, yeah, so you need a little bit of instruction. Yeah, we'll, we'll guide you Yeah, that's great, that's great. Now, um, as veteran homeschoolers, we always believe that learning should be organic. And we talked, you talked a lot about that a little bit ago. It should be organic. It should be holistic. It's not just about sitting down at a table or at a computer and doing a bunch of worksheets. You've already talked about going outside and, you know, you know, you know, doing a garden and some other things. Um, are there any other hands-on type things that parents can do to help their kids discover the world around them? Yeah, it's, it's one of the things that's a little bit tougher right now yeah. for kids since we are, um, yeah. you know, self-quarantining and, and practicing that mm. social distancing. Yeah. They can't, you know, go to the library or True. the museum, things that, that mm. we did with our kids. Right. I'm homeschooling them. But we can do more things online. Mm-hmm. True. sitting at a computer. Right. Um, and, and so you want to, you know, be sure that they're doing things that are engaging sure okay um that are making them think mm-hmm. okay? mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and um and and things that are yeah. um making them grow really right right um, right 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 and you i think it's important to take that the kids can take into consideration their own natural gifts and abilities and talents um, you know, like you said, with in the day and uh, age of all this technology, photography is a great thing to add into the school day. Um, mm-hmm. You know, videos, making videos of interesting things around them, even in your own backyard. Um, right. You can go outside and there's all, tons of things to see. So, um, and that's hand, hands-on, but things like that. And I think that I think I've heard different parents say, you know, oh, I've run out of worksheets. I don't know what else to do. I mean, I'm seeing that. And I and for me, I'm thinking it's weird because I'm thinking, gosh, there's so much to do. But I think if you don't really understand what learning is, I think that you'll be limited because you just simply think it's it's this or it's this. And 
you know, so I think jogging people, having this conversation that we're having and um, sharing these kinds of ideas, these seem natural to us, but not necessarily for others. One little thing that I did with my grandson, who's nine today, is we made oh, a spring wreath. Right. Yes, wreath for for the door. Yes, and uh, and you know we sat down and figured out with the with the wreath form that we had. Yes, um, if we had enough of the ribbon that we had to go around it. Um, right. and uh, and you know made a plan before we started you know wrapping and gluing and everything, um, right. which um, was something that was fun, but it yes. hands off. But it also did involve some math and some thinking and some planning yes. um, with it. And um, and his mother, you know, came in and saw the, the wreath and, um, and, um, mm -hmm. and we're going to do another one tomorrow with oh, that. Yeah, that sounds so, fun. You know, it's, it's a time when you really can't have some fun doing some, yeah. some creative things. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And get kids back into, uh, back excited about learning. I'm afraid that some of our kids... Um, have lost their excitement for it because it's become, you know, um, they some of the instruction is all is really about you know teaching them for the tests, um, and that's 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 not real education. I mean, I know that testing has its place. I'm not saying that, but you don't want you don't want school to all be to always be about the test. Um, I think that's super important for people to understand. Um, so now there are a lot of wonderful films. We talked about, you know, uh, uh, learning being holistic. Let's talk about films and movies. Um, there are a lot of great films and movies about important events and historical figures from every period of history. With the Internet being what it is, um, there's never been a better time to access these materials. Do you have any films or any movies or any series that you could recommend for families to watch? That's a great way to get in your history uh, as a family. I, I know I've learned tons. Um, it's not so much that I learned new material, but um, it refreshed my memory. And it also helped me to um, maybe see some things I didn't see when I read about it the first go around. So are there any things that you can suggest about that? Well, you know, I'm not the biggest film person, but I think one of the things that we can do yes. is another area they've been studying in history yeah. uh, is to look for films related to that time period. Sure. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. Um, I, I remember when I was in mm -hmm. college up at MIT, mm -hmm. um, my roommates and, and some of the girls in my dorm asked me about mm -hmm. Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And um, and I said, again, comparing it to Boston, and I said something about Atlanta being a new city, that there wasn't mm -hmm. much in Atlanta that at that time was over 100 years old. And they were like, why is that? And, yeah. and I said, well, we've heard of you know, uh, Sherman's March through Georgia. Yeah. Um, war. And they were like, oh, yeah, God yeah. wants to win. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. You know, they remembered more from the yes. film than they that's exactly right. And I think of some of the movies I've seen, even, you know, old movies like, um, oh my goodness, uh, it's called The Great Escape, which was about um, World War II, basically. Um, yeah. And that's one of my favorite movies. But I, 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 And it was only in the last several years that I realized, hey, that was all about World War II. Um, and, 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 and some of the stories that went on with the soldiers that were in, you know, um, that were base that were in the camps, uh, the enemy camps that were being kept. 
Um, but it was a great way, uh, just one great way. I even think about something that was more recently made, uh, Hidden Figures. Um, yeah. You know, which talks about the uh, the math uh, ladies who, you know, and how they contribute. I didn't know about that and how they contributed and worked for NASA. And, of course, it talked about their personal stories, but it basically talked about the space race. Uh, yeah. And so, um, but there's a ton of great movies out there. Um, yeah, another recent movie that was historical and very interesting in nature was the Harriet Tubman movie. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> wonderful, it's, wonderful movie. The thing is, is watching a movie that's going along with what they're yeah, learning, yeah. you know, in school, it really puts a double punch of helping them to remember. It does. It really um, does. And it makes the information a little bit come more alive to them. It does. That it's, again, it's not just dry yeah. information that they're learning dates to memorize. Right, right, right. And yeah. they can do it with family and friends. Yes. Exactly. Which makes mm -hmm. it even better. Wonderful. Now, um, let's talk about college students. You know, this whole um, coronavirus thing has affected everybody, uh, and that includes our college students. I have a college student. Um, she, along with thousands of others, maybe even millions, are going to be doing classes online. She starts next week. Um, and so... I'm just wondering what suggestions you might be able to give them as they navigate the process. I know that they're older, um, they're, they're in college, but, you know, this is some of this is going to be new even for them, especially for the ones that were not originally taking classes online. What would you suggest um, for them as they go forward? Well, that's a very good question. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my, my own daughter did her last two years of, of her bachelor's degree online, mm -hmm. and, uh, and so I learned a lot from watching her. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest things that the students will have to do is to be sure that they are paying attention to the deadlines, and that will take them because right. they're not going to see a physical teacher to, to right. remind them right. of those things. So, you know, they'll need to be sure that they have their whatever system they use for keeping track of dates or whatever virtual yeah. calendar or, yeah, or, yeah. or calendar that they use, that they are keeping up with that. Wow. And that they, yeah, that's huge. Have, you know, they'll have some, you know, some courses will say that the paper's due by midnight. Sometimes it's by, you know, um, noon. Oh, and they wow. to be careful. Well, not the date, but also the time. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because those things could really trip you up. Um, they'll also have to be sure that they have the right um, technic technology to do the job, you know, yeah, okay. um, it might mean that they have to, um, you know, they might not have Adobe Flash downloaded, for instance, right. or, or um, um, some of the Google document things that are, are out there, Google Drive, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You to download some of these things yeah. during the complete assignment. True. It, it's so important to complete the assignments exactly, how, and submit them exactly how the professor says to submit them. Wow. Um, if yeah. you want it um, as a Word document, yes. send it as a Word document. If right. you want to, you know, Adobe file, send it that as a PDF. Yes. Send it that way. You yes. have to be sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, yeah. And and so it's it's really yeah. important that the students pay close attention. Yeah. Yeah, to the yeah. Of that right. Because they don't have anybody necessarily holding. Not that they're not that you have that anyway in college, but it'll be even less that because you won't be in a physical classroom. Right. Yeah. Um. And and um and some professors will be um a little bit more lenient than others when it comes to um um how how well they'll accept things. But yeah. But it's really important to be 
make sure you pay attention to all those deadlines in, in detail. That's good. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that I just wanted to mention that's interesting, one of my students that I'm working with is um, a college student mm-hmm. uh, working on her doctor's degree. She's, she just has been working on uh, a paper comparing online education to traditional education. Uh-huh. And it's been surprising to me with some of the studies that she's um, read about mm-hmm. that, um, you know, online students actually have higher GPAs than the students in traditional classrooms. Really? Which is pretty amazing. Wow. And, um, and some of the meta studies that have been done comparing students that with the same professor but with different formats being taught the class online versus, yes. um, Versus yeah, in person. Classes, yeah. Studies are showing that either there's no difference or the online class is superior. Really? Nothing that I would expect. Oh, no. Uh, I thought you were going to say the opposite. Uh, well, you know, and I have not seen, and, and my student in forest research, she has not seen one article yes. that, sh- that did a study that showed the opposite. Is that okay. right? Um, and um, now one of the things that I've wondered about is, you know, labs. You know, yeah, well, um, true, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but, but I will say that one of the students that I'm tutoring is doing physics all, online, and he has online labs, and oh. I'm impressed by his online labs, is which has stunned me. <laughs> it has really shocked me, but I've been impressed with the quality oh, of the online labs goodness. that he's well, in physics. So. That is super interesting, super interesting. But I also think um, the advice you gave for college students is going to be vital for them going forward. A pay attention is basically what you're saying. Yeah. Pay attention. Yeah. Excellent. Now, we're almost ready to wrap up, but what is the one piece of academic advice um, that you would give parents as they struggle through this difficult time? People are on edge. People are anxious. We don't know. We really don't know. Um, how this is going to end or when this is going to end. What would be the one piece of academic advice you would you would say to parents as you uh, as we get ready to end our session? The biggest thing I would say is to relax okay. and to enjoy this time with their children. Wow. I know that this is not what any of us want right now. Mm-hmm. It's just not. Right. But, but really, I do believe that good can come out of this. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I told you earlier the story about um, Isaac Newton. Yes. Well, he was quarantined and left, had to leave Cambridge University. Right. Um, and um, during that time, he developed some of the elementary um, theories in calculus, mm-hmm. um, law of gravitation, mm-hmm. and uh, gravitational attraction, and optics. You yes, know? yes. So, um, Amazing. A lot of things come out of, out of this. Yeah. And so, you know, relax, yeah. enjoy time um and and understand that kids are naturally learners yes um and this can really be a time to revive some of their love of learning that they naturally have Mm -hmm. um and so you know be surprised that that your kids can can really thrive during this time oh wow that's amazing that's great advice 
Um, now, before we end our time together, I want to go ahead and put a plug in for my daughter, Adriana, uh, for her online piano lessons. Adriana is a piano music major at Clayton State University, and she's been teaching private and group lessons for about three and a half years now. She's classically trained uh, for the past 13 years, and she does have a passion for teaching children and adults um, piano. She is offering a special deal of $25 for two 30-minute uh, lessons. Now, that's a real deal because normally our, her lessons are about $65 a month. So if you're interested, for more information, go to her website, www.cawthonpianostudio.com, and, and you can click on services. It'll have all the information there. Or you can go to her Facebook page by looking her up on Facebook. Her, her Facebook is public. It's Adriana Cawthon. Uh, Angela, thank you so much for being with us today. Our time together is about up. Um, I appreciate you. I know you're busy. You've got stuff like everybody. But I think that um, these are difficult times. And I think um, this discussion was for such a time as this. So uh, I think it's going to help people. I think people are going to be encouraged by the wisdom that you shared today. And I appreciate you for doing this. Uh, to those of you who are listening, if you haven't done so already, I want to encourage you to subscribe and download episodes of this show. Downloading and subscribing to the podcast helps support the show and it allows me to continue to create good content for my listening audience. Um, your support um, will help me stay on the air. You can also subscribe and download to the Working Woman Radio Show by going to www.theworkingwomanradiopodcast.com. You can also find me by visiting the Ultimate uh, Christian Podcast Network and clicking on the show page at the network on the network website. Or you can um, go to my uh, Facebook page um, and um, sign up there and, uh, and that will also take you to the Working Woman Radio Show page. Uh, please share your comments and your questions on the Facebook page. I really didn't want to hear from you. And in the meantime, God bless, and we will see you next time on the Working Woman Radio Show.